Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Austin Armstrong, and today we're going to talk about TikTok content strategies to get more leads and more sales. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Austin Armstrong. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Austin Armstrong. If you don't know who Austin is, he's a TikTok expert and host of the Business Talk podcast. He's founder of Social T Pro, an organic TikTok marketing agency that helps businesses drive leads and sales with TikTok. Austin, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's such an honor. I've been a fan and a listener of the show for many years as we were chatting about. So to be here is just a surreal experience. Well, I'm excited to have you, Austin. And today we're going to talk about TikTok content strategies to develop more leads and more sales. Now, before we go there, I'd love to hear your story. How'd you get into TikTok? Start wherever you want to start. So I'm going to take it quite far back and I'll bring it up to the future, but I've been doing social media marketing for about 17 years, more than half of my life at this point. Started back on MySpace when I was a a 14-year-old, believe it or not. Sort of got bit by that bug and figured out how to get hundreds of thousands of people to follow and connect with me as a 14, 15, 16-year-old was promoting bands and 
local t-shirt companies and doing a little bit of lead gen and whatnot. So I've seen a lot of these platforms come and go, and I've always remained interested and an eager student throughout all of that. When MySpace went away, I sort of went behind the scenes for a while doing some freelance work, working at a digital marketing agency, and that ultimately led me to working in the drug and alcohol treatment space. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, and uh, being in charge of their digital marketing strategy, their SEO for the website, doing all of their social media, video marketing on on YouTube and whatnot. And, and now fast forward a little bit, how I found out and really got started on TikTok is I'm a huge Gary V fan, Gary Vaynerchuk. And about almost three years ago at this point, 2019, towards the end of 2019, he was shoving it down all of our throats. You got to get on this thing. You, I, I was looking at back at his book, Crushing It, and I think he referenced it as musically in that book. But he was telling all of us, you've got to get on this new platform. It's going to be huge. And I'm such a big Gary Vee fan. I said, okay, I'm going to try this thing out. So in, I think it was September or October of 2019, I jumped on the platform and uh, I had no real idea of what I was doing on it for the first couple of months. No strategy, no plan whatsoever. I was doing some silly dance moves. I was trying to jump on trends. I put a cat video up. Occasionally, I'd talk about uh, some digital marketing stuff. There was no strategy, no niche down focus on the account whatsoever. And I sort of had an epiphany, uh, if you will, of why am I on this platform? What do I want to get out of it? What do I want to do on here? And, and that's where I started to focus and see if I could use it as a tool to grow my own business, my own digital marketing agency, which was just really focused on video marketing, social media marketing, and search engine optimization at the time. Gave myself an ultimatum of, I'm going to only post about the products and services that we serve for the next 30 days. And if I don't see any traction in that first 30 days, then maybe this is not the platform for me. But something amazing happened, Mike. Yeah, real quick question before you say what amazing happened. So just to be clear, you decided, and was it TikTok then or was it Musical.ly back then when you got started on it? It was TikTok. Okay. So you decided you're going to go on here for 30 days and create content that it sounds like was somehow related to your business. And what was it you were hoping to achieve? Like what exactly in your mind, what was success within 30 days? Well, growth, followers, engagement, just vanity metrics at that point. And just to see if it was at all possible, if I had gotten any leads or any emails to sign up for a checklist or anything like that, that would have just proven the concept and, and been icing on the cake. And it worked almost like within a week of niching down and, and focusing, momentum started to grow. And I knew that there was something there and I really just never stopped. And I still post every single day. Okay. That's really, really fascinating. So kind of bring us up to the present. Like, Tell us a little bit about what kinds of content you post on TikTok, what your business is focused on today and how it's changed over the last couple of years since you kind of drank the Kool-Aid, if you will. So that first month of focus, I think I went from about 300 followers to maybe 3,000 followers. And I was like, whoa, I 10 x my following, huge. So up to date now, I, I now, as of this morning, have 530,000 followers. So it's been <laughs> a wonderful growth journey from a follower count. But how it's changed is the first year and a half 
that I had growth on there. I was promoting heavily search engine optimization because I have a full SEO agency and a full team behind me in, in regards to that. And there was really nobody talking about that on TikTok at the time maybe two or three other people that had any meaningful growth on the platform. Now there's quite a few other SEO people on the platform. But that's how I really became known. And I talked a little bit about YouTube strategies and Facebook, LinkedIn strategies and, and whatnot. But SEO was really the, the growth metric for me and, and what I initially had become known for on the platform. And after that scaled my business drastically. Like within the first year and a half, we went from a team of three people to uh, seven or eight people at that time. We're now a team of 12 people still growing very quickly. This last year and a half, we've incorporated TikTok marketing into our services. And now it's really the main service that we offer. So I proved the strategy for myself first, growing my own company. And then we started to develop a repeatable process test it with different industries, different professionals, different businesses, uh, and, and just roll that out. Now I talk a lot about TikTok marketing strategies, but I still talk about my bread and butter of SEO and different digital marketing strategies on the platform. So we have a lot of marketers listening right now that are very focused on Instagram, very focused on Facebook, or maybe possibly even focused on YouTube, but maybe they're not paying as much attention to TikTok. What do you want to say to them? Why should they consider TikTok? Well, TikTok's still the new kid on the block, even though it's been around for three plus years or musically has been around for longer than that. We're still in that sweet spot of it's showing and getting everyone the most organic reach in the fastest amount of time within hours sometimes, if not days or weeks, videos in every industry are getting thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of views and changing lives overnight. It has never been easier to grow on social media and, and we're kind of like pre-ad takeover on, on TikTok still. So all of the other platforms are kind of dominated by ads. We're starting to see that on TikTok with more ads showing up on the, the For You page. But organic growth is still phenomenal on there right now. And it's still a blue ocean in just about every industry for business owners and entrepreneurs and creators to grow on and experiment with. I also think if you have a TikTok first strategy and a short form vertical video strategy, it's going to help you grow on all of your other accounts as well. I don't want to digress here too much because I, I know you have some amazing episodes about repurposing your content on all of these other platforms. But a TikTok first strategy, a vertical video strategy is what all of these other platforms are leveraging right now and, and pushing as their, their organic format of, of choice. We have Instagram Reels. We have Facebook Reels, which is dominating right now. We have YouTube Shorts. We have Pinterest with idea pins. Twitter supports vertical video up to 45 seconds. LinkedIn, you can post these videos on Google My Business pages as well. So if you master vertical video, it's going to, by proxy, help you grow all of your other social media platforms as well. Mike, it's, it's fascinating. I, I see these vertical videos everywhere now on television. You, you go into a sports bar, ESPN's on and they're showing highlights. It's vertical videos <laughs> with bars on either side of it. Train stations, airports, there's vertical videos everywhere. TikTok billboards everywhere. So it's 
the largest organic platform right now. I would jump on it. I would leverage it. I would learn how to do this because the markets are changing. People's attention spans are changing. How people are looking and searching for information is changing, but it's going to help you grow your other social media platforms as well. Excellent. So let's, thank you for that, by the way, let's zoom in a little bit on your strategy. Obviously, the key to doing something on TikTok that works is to be strategic and to be careful about what you do, right? So let's kind of highlight it at a, at a high level. What is your strategy? How ought we create content when it comes to TikTok? So at, at the very highest level of outlining a content strategy, I like to categorize it in, in three different areas of a funnel. At the very top of it, you have your broad awareness-oriented content. And I'll, I'll give you examples of this if that's helpful in each one of these categories. But this is going to be your viral potential content. How many people at the broadest level can you reach to bring them into your ecosystem that would still be interested in the products and services that you offer. This is what's going to essentially make your account grow, get all those vanity metric numbers. They're not necessarily going to convert as highly for you, but this is going to bring everybody into your ecosystem so they know who you are, they know what your account is about, they know your face, they recognize you over and over again. Just a quick example of this in, in my personal funnel, this broad awareness-oriented content. I do a lot of useful websites for business owners, useful websites for entrepreneurs, websites that you've never heard of before, <laughs> things along the lines of that. Just so we're clear on that, useful websites, like give me an example. What do you mean? Like, like here's a, you actually show a screenshot of a website or something? Yeah. So I'll open the video up of here's a, here's a useful website to get royalty free background music for your videos or something along the lines of that. That's going to reach a lot of people. That's going to it's going to reach uh, all of the creators out there. Anybody that is creating content, anybody that has a website at the broadest level. A lot of the things that I do, like websites that will help you get more sales on your website, or websites that are going to help you grow or better optimize for search engine optimization. I'm planting those seeds as broad as possible for anybody that's a, an entrepreneur, a business owner, has a website, is a creator, is an aspiring creator, is an aspiring entrepreneur or business owner to just, even if they're not ready for my services, I just want them to know about me. So when they are ready, I'm the first person that they think about. So that's at that broadest level there. And then in the middle of the funnel here, we have the consideration stage. And this is really where you're going to be nurturing your audience so they know you, they like you, and they trust you. So this is going to be the a lot of your oriented content around answering frequently asked questions that you get, doing video responses to comments when they ask for clarifying information, doing deep dive tutorials on how to create that perfect YouTube thumbnail or how to optimize a blog article on your website so that it, it's more likely to be found on search engines, or how to do X, Y, and Z. Focusing on long tail keyword questions. TikTok is becoming a, a search engine. This is a, a becoming more and more talked about in the last couple of weeks that people are using TikTok as a search engine instead of Google. So creating content that's actually searchable, taking them behind the scenes of a day in your life, a day in your office, what it's like to put together your products or services or pack something in before they ship it out to you. All of these things that are going to nurture 
the people that you've brought in from that top of the funnel so that they know a lot more about you. A couple quick examples of this is I'll do a video on three ways to optimize your Google My Business for better local SEO results or how to create the perfect YouTube thumbnail step-by-step or how to start your digital marketing agency by freelancing on Upwork and going through long tail strategies with that. And then at the very bottom of the funnel. Before we get to the bottom of the funnel, you kind of piqued my curiosity about this long tail search question stuff. Help me understand how in the world people are using TikTok as a search engine. Like that just doesn't compute in my brain. Are you telling me that literally you can just type in a search query in TikTok and it's smart enough to show you the right videos? Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. So there's a bunch of tabs down at the bottom of TikTok. There's the discover tab and, and you have the little search icon there. You can search for anything, things to do in, in your city or specific questions, how to get more website traffic, how to grow on TikTok. What's the best social media marketing podcast out there? So does that mean that you had to have written those questions in, or is it smart enough, the algorithm to kind of like transcribe what you're saying to figure out? I mean, I'm just curious how it functionally pulls that off. So I I don't know a hundred percent, but what I have found is it will bold text from the description of your search that TikTok is showing is the most relevant search result for you. So um, just like a, a Google search result will do when you type something in, it might bold a section of the meta description there to get you to see that. It's very similar. What we often do is if we're doing a video on a search question, a long tail keyword SEO question, we'll actually post that as the first line in the description as well. So that is searchable. We also put it on the screen as the title as well. So this is a great way to use thumbnails in your in your videos is to just paste the topic of that video, whatever it is, uh, right there so it's displayable on the video. So when somebody looks at your profile or they stumble across it in any of the various discoverability functions within TikTok, they know what that video is about. I think that's also searchable, but yes, transcriptions are also a thing as well. They're not public facing within search results when you type something in, but I would definitely think that that would be some sort of backend ranking factor as well. Okay, perfect. So, so far we've talked about brand awareness, which is that top of the funnel. And we talked about consideration, broad awareness, I'm sorry, not brand. We've talked about awareness, which is more of that broad top of the funnel. And then we've got consideration right underneath it. And you were about to go into that third one before I went down that rabbit trail with you. So what's the third thing you wanted to talk about? Actually converting that audience. So the whole point of this is to is to not just get vanity metrics and grow your follower count, but to actually turn it into leads and sales for your business. Because otherwise... Why are you on the platform in the first place? (laughs) These are going to be straightforward call to actions. Something like, did you know I created a free TikTok checklist for you? Here's all of the things that you're going to learn in this checklist. You can click the link in my profile to get that checklist now. Or something like, I'm now accepting new clients for my digital marketing agency. If you'd like to set up a free 15-minute call with me to make sure that we're a good fit, you can schedule that in my bio right now. And what I like to do from this broad funnel here is I personally do about 70% of my content at the top of the funnel because I just want to bring in as many people as possible because I know that, um, as the saying goes, all boats rise with the tide or 
the tide rises all boats. However that saying goes, I know that the more views and engagement that I bring in, all of my other videos are going to be shown to those people because they've already seen a video, they've engaged with the video, they're going to be shown another one of my videos as, as well. And it increases my bottom line views, the more engagement that I get on the vast majority of my videos. So 70% is broad awareness oriented content. About 20% is in that middle educational uh, consideration style content. I'm answering their questions. I'm spending that extra time to do long tutorials with them. And then like, 10% of the videos that I put out are call to actions. And these are never going to go viral. They'll probably only reach uh, on my account, maybe a couple thousand views on that, but they're much higher to convert that way. And the, the reason for that is nobody wants to watch an infomercial over and over again. They want to learn. They want to be educated. They want to take something away from the vast majority of your videos. So that's why I structure it in that exact method. Okay, I've got a couple of questions. First of all, 70% at the awareness, 20% at consideration, and 10% at conversion. So the discovery of the awareness, that is going to be mostly in the for you category. Is that correct? And what about the conversion content and the consideration content? Is that seen mostly when they go to your profile or does that also get discovered out there, if you will? The vast majority of your content is going to just be discovered on the For You page. That's just the nature of the platform and how most people use it. Not many people are using it as a search engine, even though that's where it's it's gearing. So I just want everyone to set themselves up for success because there is a percentage of people that are still searching for information and that's where your videos can thrive and have that longer shelf life. But when you're creating content, all three of these stages of content are vastly going to be just shown on the For You page for a new audience as well as the people that are currently following you. So on the conversion side of things, I would imagine that's only going to be shown to people that have watched a lot of your other videos. Is it smart enough to know that Mike has watched Austin stuff a lot? So let's go show Mike more of Austin stuff and they don't care whether or not it's consideration or conversion. They just know I like Austin and they're going to show me a lot of your stuff. Is that generally how that works? Absolutely. And to kind of take it back a little bit, that's the power of TikTok as well as the algorithm is so powerful. It sometimes knows you better than you know yourself based on all of your engagement metrics of just watching a video slightly longer than another one or clicking the heart on it or actually watching it more than once or leaving a comment, sharing that video with yourself or a friend, watching that video and then following that creator. And then these signals as well of watching one video, following you, going to your profile and then watching five more videos. That's a, a very powerful string of actions that TikTok doesn't take lightly. So when somebody does something like that, they get kind of put into your bucket of, okay, we're going to send you more of these videos from this creator because you saw one and you ended up watching five more, we're going to put more of that creator's content in front of you. So absolutely, the algorithm is scary brilliant. So first of all, I love this. Thank you for this. There's a lot of people listening right now that are like, okay, this sounds fascinating, Austin, but I don't know what to talk about. Like, I don't know what kind of content should be in the awareness and the consideration and the conversion side of things. So can you give us some wisdom of how to come up with 
video ideas or topics that can fall into these categories? Yeah. So I, I think before you actually outline content, we have to clearly know who you're trying to reach. So very clearly and in detail outline your target audience, your buyer persona, whatever you want to call that individual. What are their wants, needs, emotional desires? Who are they currently following online? What are their interests and subject matter interests? And what are your products or services able to do to cater to that individual person? Once you have a clear understanding of that, all of your content decisions just filter through that lens. You're going to have a far better likeliness of resonating with that person. Once we have that in place from the broad awareness oriented category of content, what I'd suggest is if you, you can think about ideas at a, at a broad level, but honestly, what I'd suggest is to do a little bit of research within the TikTok app using that search functionality. You can just type in at a broad level, the product or the service that you offer, maybe your job title or your profession. And what you can do is then you can go over to the videos tab and you can filter them by most liked all time. And this is going to, in chronological order, show you the most liked videos in your industry or whatever it is that you want to create about. And then start getting ideas, start studying these creators and some of their, their top videos. How can you model them? I love this. I love this. So can you also filter by most viewed and is most liked more important than most viewed? What's your thoughts on that? I don't think there's a filter for most viewed within the app. I think you can just do most liked. Okay. Most liked is an important signal, right? Because not everybody likes every video, right? So my guess is, I don't know, tell me, what do you find? I mean, do you find stuff that's out of the reach of most creators? When you look at the most liked stuff, does it tend to be ridiculously high production value and really difficult to, to create? Or what should we be looking for? What kind of inspiration should we be looking for when we look at these videos, even if they appear to be intimidating, the ones that are most liked? Well, I think the the more granular that you're able to get, you're going to see how accessible it is for you. There's a lot, especially in the education side of things, it's not that high production value. I, you you have the Charlie D'Amelio's, the the Bella Porches, the the Will Smiths, the you know all these top create the um, Zach Kings. Oh, what's his name? The yeah 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 Zach Kings, the Cobby Lame, who's now number one. That there's a lot of production value in there. But but we're business owners, Mike, and we're educators, if you will. So it's a lot simpler, and you can you're just looking for messaging and and videos that you can communicate. And a lot of the time, what you're gonna see is someone just holding the camera up and telling a story or just providing really educational or informational content that it just resonates with who they're trying to reach. It's really relatable. Do we want to be looking at the way that they filmed it? Do we want to look at the words that they're saying both? I mean, what are your thoughts? Cause obviously it's powerful that, um, TikTok tells us this information, right? So what should we be analyzing and maybe trying to reverse engineer if you will? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can uh, format your content as well. One particular style that that I've been doing recently is this sort of like fake conversation back and forth where I'm sideways talking to myself, but I'm in two different outfits. So I'm kind of having a conversation. This is a, a very popular style online right now. And, and my most viral, if you will, video ever just happened three weeks ago, did 9 million views in that particular style. So I did... 20 more of those <laughs> immediately. But 
absolutely look at different styles, test different styles, test different styles with the different information that you're able to talk about. See what works best for you. See what you can consistently commit to as well, because that style, that conversational style, there's a lot of editing involved there. It takes a lot more time to consistently create content like that, but consistency is really the key. The vast majority of my content is just holding my phone up in selfie mode, opening hook, showing a, a recording of my computer screen, and then typically back to me. And anybody can create this content. So I would look at the messaging as well as the format of the content and really see what works best for you. There's a side of me that wonders whether or not, like let's just say you're in your little search category that you're looking at and you sort, like you said, by most liked all time for that particular subset of videos. I would imagine you could do this for other more broad topics. And then you could get inspiration and bring them over to that subcategory because maybe no one over in this little subcategory of whatever you're searching for is doing what people are doing over here. You could do that as well, couldn't you, to look for ideas and inspiration, right? Oh, absolutely. You could also look at the, the comment section of some of these videos as well that are doing really viral of the creator and see what's being neglected. So if there's a comment on there that has thousands of likes, but there's no videos on that particular subject matter, the audience is telling you what to create content around. So you can kind of spy on top performing videos and see what they're lacking to get tons of other ideas as well. Okay. So for awareness, what I'm hearing you say is there's nothing wrong with essentially modeling, if you will, some of the most successful content that's on the platform, but putting your own spin, obviously on it. Yes. Never copy. <laughs> but isn't it true that in some cases with TikTok, you do want to be inspired and model other things very similarly? Is that true or not true? Model, don't steal. Like, don't copy them word for word. This just happened to me last week. Somebody literally copied a video that I had put out word for word, didn't even change up. So the same video that I had mentioned that, that went viral, it got 9 million views. So there's a bunch of similar creators like, oh, oh, this, this works. I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to plagiarize, obviously, the word. No, no, no. Don't plagiarize, but take inspiration of it and put your own unique perspective on it. You Use your own jargon and change it up a little bit. But yeah, there's tons of these styles. Model what works. And, and trends are a huge thing on this platform. I, I don't do a lot of trends, but all trends are is, is modeling and, and doing essentially the same thing with your own unique spin. So if we're going to come up with 70% of our content that is in the awareness stage, I would imagine you're going to get lots of possible ideas for inspiration as you start looking at the most liked content. And that's going to be easy, right? Because that's the stuff that hopefully will be sent to a broader audience. But I think one of the things a lot of people might be wondering about is, all right, what about this next level? What about consideration? How in the world do I come up with things to talk about? or content topics, if you will, for that particular kind of a video. So this is the stage that's gonna really take the most amount of research and the most amount of effort for you because this is where you're gonna, and this is where you should put all that effort because this is where you're gonna build that trust with your audience and, and who you wanna reach. So I like to take people through an exercise of start with maybe four or five categories at, at a broad level of what you're able to offer all the services that you're able to offer, all of the products that you're able to offer, uh, maybe frequently asked questions that you get as well. So just to give you a, a visualization example of this, one of our clients is a therapist. So he's able to talk about a lot of different things. He's able to talk about depression, anxiety, substance abuse, couples counseling, and narcissism. 
So if those are our core categories of content, outline five to 10 single points of information below each one of those broad categories that you can talk about and outline in a 30 second video. These are going to be very relatable content. You can leverage keyword research tools to type in depression or anxiety or narcissism and then sort by questions. And it's going to show you all of the questions that people are typing in on Google. These are questions that you can also create short form uh, videos on as well. And the, the reason for this and the reason for this exercise is, is it's going to give you a systematic approach to go through each one of these categories to see what information works best for you and what resonates best with your audience. So in this example, again, with this therapist, we found out very uh, quickly that uh, the narcissism-oriented content resonated with so many people online. So uh, they went viral, viral, viral. But his other content, talking about depression and anxiety, while these are things that many people are, are going through and struggling with, for his communication style, it just wasn't working. So we pivoted and we do like 70% of his content on the narcissism-oriented content now because that's what's working and that's what's really growing his follower count. So this is a systematic approach of figuring out what information is working and, and what's not. That's just based off of frequently asked questions and uh, keyword research, but let your, your audience and the comments that are coming in do a lot of that lifting for you. So after you start creating content that's really resonating with people, prompt them, ask them questions. What would you like to learn more about? Uh, and even if you don't do that, people are going to assert themselves and they're going to leave comments like, can you talk about this? Can you clarify and provide some more information on this? Or what goes into this? Or this hit me hard because I'm, I'm going through this personally. Can you touch a little bit deeper on that? Doing video responses is a core feature within TikTok and really how you're going to build trust. So leaning into just those two things is going to take you really far. I also want to highlight too, for, for both of these categories, this is something that is not talked about enough that I see, but it's okay to repost the same video over and over again. I'd, I'd space it out a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. That's a fascinating. Yeah. Because the, the vast majority of your videos and your content are not going to reach the same people. The same person that watched one video is not going to see every single video that you put out. Some people will, but the vast majority is going to be new people that TikTok thinks will be interested in your subject matter. So this helps with consistency a ton. When you have a video on any one of these educational topics that does really well, wait a month and then repost that same video again. You don't have to endlessly think of ideas. Once you build up a little bit of a content library, you can keep that gravy train rolling and keep reposting those same videos. Do you recommend changing out the thumbnail on it so it doesn't look the same when people are like scrolling through your, whatever you call it on TikTok, where all your videos are? Yeah, so you can change a couple different variables on it. I would change the thumbnail on it. You could change the description and the hashtags on it. You could also change the background music on it as well, depending how you shoot it. If you shoot it within TikTok and then upload uh, music on it, or if you just have your audio voice. But yes, I would update and, and change things slightly on there. 
Does this mean we should save a draft of it or make a copy of it? I mean, I don't know. I'm not active. Obviously, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know how this works from a creative perspective. Do you understand what I'm asking? Like, if we're going to change the music or change it up a little bit, should we save a copy to our camera roll on our phone so that we can re-upload it later and not have to worry about it, like, literally just being a copy? Or Because I would imagine there's not a duplicate feature built into TikTok, or is there? I don't know. Maybe there is. Not really. There's a there's a repost function, but I, I don't think that you can do that on your own account. I think you can only repost other people's. Yes, if you want to take that extra step to save it to your camera roll or download it, uh, or if you're shooting like on a, a phone editing app like CapCut or InShot or whatever that you're using and save that raw version of it so that you can upload that raw version over and over again, that works. To be honest with you, at, at, I'm lazy, Mike. I'm lazy sometimes. So sometimes I will just download that video the final one re- okay the the final one off of tiktok i'll use a website like snaptick.app and if i'm uh if i'm busy if i'm traveling if i'm unable to create something or i i have a creative block I still want to post every day it's okay to be a little bit lazy to just download that video and, and repost it on your account again almost exactly as this let's talk about the conversion video talk to me a little bit more about what we need to know about that as far as coming up with topic ideas. Yeah, this is as, as simple as what do you want to promote? What do you want to sell? Uh, this, this is your chance to just call your shot and, and tell it what it is. So define what your, your goals are, what you want to convert. Uh, if you want to get people into your email list, if you want to get people to schedule a call with you, if you want someone to buy a, a product or a service or a digital download, if you're doing a brand deal or an affiliate marketing deal or something like that, uh, you can promote the service and, and just have a call to action at the end of that video. Click the link in my bio. These are going to be short videos typically where you're opening the video up again with a powerful hook, talking about that product or service, maybe build it up a little bit with what they're going to get from it because it's all about them. It's never about you. It's always about the value that you can provide for the audience that you're trying to reach and tell them where to go. Tell them how to, you know, where to click in your bio. Uh, it's, it's really important as well to have your bio optimized for this and, and conversion as well. It's not just about making that video, but making your profile. I think you have 80 characters that you can add in your bio and you can have one link. So you really want to optimize both of those to tell your audience what you do, who you help, where they can find out more, where they can purchase from you and make it really simple with that link to either one click uh, checkout or if you have something like uh, like a link tree or a, a beacons or a stand or what whatever link expander tool that you're using, optimize all of that. So when you're doing a conversion video, you're telling them what you're promoting, you're telling them where they can get that thing that you're promoting you make it really easy for them to get that thing that you're promoting. Since we are talking to marketers, one of the big questions a lot of them probably have is analytics and or analyzing, you know, the results and knowing how the heck they're working. What is your advice? Like, I don't know how deep the analytics are on TikTok. Do they provide you a lot of great insights and details? If not, like, what do we do about that? Right now, analytics are not great. They're getting better. They're slowly rolling out different features. In fact, I, I had gotten an update this month 
in the analytics dashboard on individual videos and then they took it away from me. Really? Okay. They yeah. <laughs> They must be testing it or something. They're they're definitely testing it, but right now the the so a couple new analytic features that they've released recently is uh, an audience retention graph. So very much like uh, YouTube video, which is very important to study. If anybody is involved in YouTube, you can actually see the audience retention, the drop-off points, very important. So you can pay attention to the things that you say at that point. Maybe you're dragging on a little bit. What, just out of curiosity for a really good video, what kind of retention are we talking about? You ideally want them to watch that video more than once. So you're talking about 100% retention on some videos. You literally yeah. get that. Or 105% or whatever, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Those are the ones that are designed to make it sound like it's not ending and or looping. Is that kind of how that generally works? Absolutely. So that's maybe the single most important metric that you should focus on on analytics is that video watch rate. The, the percentage of people that watch the entire video, the higher that percentage is, the more that that video is going to be shown to more and more people. So is the video watch rate and the retention graph the same or is that something different? It's something different. So the, the watch rate is the percentage of people that have watched the entire video. And then the audience retention rate is the average drop-off points from everybody that, that watched that video. Now on YouTube in particular, you know, it's really helpful to kind of know where you're losing people. And I would imagine it's the same on TikTok. So, you know, tell everybody like what kind of insights you can gain maybe when you next, make your next video, when you look at these retention graphs and why they matter. Yeah. So uh, paying attention to how long your videos are, are really important as well. So if, if you notice that the vast majority of people, if you're making a 30 second long video and most people are dropping off at the 15 second mark, start making your videos around 15 seconds long. Okay. There you go. That's the simplest thing is, is pay attention to every little detail like that. You know, one of the analytics that they took away that I wish that, that I hope that they give back, maybe they were testing is they had rolled out how many followers each video gained you. And oh. that was incredibly powerful, <laughs> but they took it away. Is there anything else we should be thinking about other than the retention graph and the video watch rate to know if the stuff that we're doing is working? Is there, you know, any metrics we need to be looking at as far as like, I don't know what they call it, subscriber growth or whatever. Do those kind of things matter? Well, my own personal anecdotal evidence that I've seen as well is if you're able to maintain a, at least a 10% heart to view ratio, that video will tend to reach more and, and more people as long as that 10% ratio is, is there. And I've seen this across multiple accounts. So it's not just about that, that watch rate, but that there's a, there's a, some sort of magic number there between or magic correlation between that like to view ratio. So if you have a thousand views, you want to make sure it has at least a hundred hearts on that video and making it really engaging is how you're going to just naturally do that. Don't tell people heart this video because they actively tell us like, don't try and game the metrics, just get them naturally. So focus on that. But externally as well, if you can track your success externally as well, you can use UTM parameters in your in your bio or your bio link, if you will. So you can actually accurately track traffic that's coming from TikTok to your website. Tools like Beacons and, and Stan and Linktree give you analytics uh, on the back end of, theirs as, of those as well. So if you're posting your videos um, across multiple social media platforms and you have that same Beacons link or whatever you want to use, uh, across all of them, it sort of gives you that traffic funnel. So you can see how many people came into your link tree and then individual clicks on each one. Yeah, where, where they went. So that's important stuff to focus on as well. 
and it won't tell you specifically which video drove the most amount of clicks. But if you really pay attention to the data, you can see like, okay, at this day, um, I saw a large spike in people that clicked onto my website. What video also did a lot of views that day? And you can kind of like make that correlation. Austin, this has been really, really, really helpful. If people want to discover more about you, what's your favorite social platform to send them to? I kind of can guess what it is. And um, where can they find you there? And also where can they go as far as if you know, you want to send them to your website to find out more about your business? Well, obviously my favorite social media platform is Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> follow me on TikTok, but you can find me across the board at Socialty Pro. It's the name of my company. It's the same username across all social media platforms. I would love for you to check out my podcast if you'd like. I interview real business owners that are leveraging it uh, to drive leads and sales for their business. So if you want to see and hear exact case studies of how other businesses are leveraging it, go check that out. Well, and we should clarify business talk, T-O-K is the name of your podcast and your name is Austin Armstrong. Thank you, sir, so much for coming on today and sharing your insights and wisdom with us. Such a pleasure, Mike. Thank you again. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 523. And if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, thank you. Would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.